Um, you mean I know Chan was a monk for a while, or you probably, you might feel it. Anyway, so I always have respect and uh, pleasure, of course, being around him. Uh, let's see, I'll, I'll say a few words about what we're going to do today, and then let's just dive in. Uh, the first thing I'd like to say on, on behalf of Rick and myself is that we are very grateful for you being here. And uh, we also uh, have a long history, uh, Rick and I, at Spirit Rock Meditation Center. And so it's also kind of like we feel a little bit like, not quite, but kind of like hosts at a party or something. And anyway, and I think many of you probably also it, feel it like... Look, it looks like it. Then. Yeah, I wa- that's I walked true. in and said, who says the holidays aren't eternal? That's right. That's right. Anyway, so you two might have some sense of hosting here at Spirit Rock, some sense of um, uh, benefactorness related to it. And um, I really encourage you to enjoy this place. I think of it as a sacred setting, nearly a square mile, very protected, uh, and to just have a good time here. So we want to really welcome you. Uh, in terms of today, our basic focus uh, is summarized in these topics. The point of today is to draw on uh, some findings about what's happening down in the brain to support the causes of steadiness in the mind. Steadiness of attention, including uh, the stimulation and strengthening of neural networks that support fundamental factors of deep concentration states uh, to the point of of the kind that support liberating insight. Uh, We don't promise any white light moments here today, but we will go after um, how to cultivate factors that support that kind of transformative insight. So that's the larger focus. Um, in, a, in a moment, Rick will talk about, will take us through an experiential exercise, uh, a little bit of a guided practice that will engage six factors that support steadiness of mind. And then he'll explain what was happening in your brain uh, while you were doing that with your mind. Uh, and then uh, I'll uh, shift into talking about the relationship between mind and brain, uh, self-compassion. Um, you can see here the place of concentration in Buddhist contemplative practice, which is very fundamental. And then um, some neat material about lateral networks of awareness. At that point, we'll probably be past lunch. Uh, that's a good reason to come back after lunch, but anyway. Uh, and then Rick will uh, take over again and explore uh, various factors uh, if, that follow the Buddha's roadmap for deep, deep stillness of mind, steadiness of attention, um, all the way out to real openings of various kinds. So that's our intention. We're kind of going to go after it. Uh, we're gonna, we'll move along. Uh, if you'd like to get a copy of these slides for your own use, we'll happily send them out to you. Uh, if you could, just give us your name and email address, which we'll never share with anybody, on the sign-up sheets over there. And unless you say just slides, we'll automatically subscribe you to both the WiseBrain Bulletin that comes out six times a year from the institute that Rick and I founded, the Wellspring Institute for Neuroscience and Contemplative Wisdom. And also, we'll subscribe you to my own little weekly practice newsletter, Just One Thing. Uh, It's very, very short and sweet. Over 100,000 people get it. It's great. You can always unsubscribe. It's really, it's up to you. Uh, The latest practice was uh, Choose to Love. That's the current one. Um, They have other things like... uh, 
you know, uh, enjoy your hands, uh, give thanks, uh, f- you know, forgive yourself, uh, see the being behind the eyes, just like a practice, something to focus on. The one before pet, choose uh, to pet love. Pet your inner squirrel, I think. Is uh, the one before that was, uh, yeah, pet the lizard, <laughs> feed the mouse, hug the monkey. Uh, you know, my kids laugh at my metaphors. I, one before choose to love was water your fruit tree, but that seemed like a good way to start the new year, you know. What are your real intentions? Anyway, and you can, if you already get that uh, newsletter, you won't get two copies because we'll only send one to a single email address. But anyway, that's the way to get the slides. My larger point is that we'll be covering a fair amount of material, zipping along. We're going to try to preserve as much time for experiential practice as possible, even though this material material tends to be kind of fascinating and engenders a fair amount of discussion. And, and that's fine, but we're going to really try to protect the space for doing inner practices. And if you have um, an interest in um, this territory, uh, I see that I failed to uh, list the website, uh, wisebrain.org. Wisebrain.org uh, has a lot of freely offered resources um, that, where you can go and take a look at this kind of material if you have further interest in it. Okay, so that's the setup, and now on to Rick. Good morning. Rick gets, to come, Rick gets to come here f- five times a year. This is my once a year experience because life f- for me on the outside is just a little too busy. So, uh, really nice to be here. Um, and so my, uh, I, was, I was just thinking, I was just sitting up here beforehand, but the, the, my old ego self as a high school actor and comic is going to probably come through. Uh, <laughs> my apologies to all of you. <laughs> Um, I think it, what we'll do is the, basically to jump right in to Foundation of Mindfulness. It's a little extension of what we did to come in the room, which was the 10 minutes of quiet. Uh, and we'll do a meditation exercise, but we'll do a meditation exercise that's a little more directed. Um, and I think, because I think to do this as an experience, and then talk about the experience typically is a better way to learn the material. You get to reference it to something that's just happened to you. It tends to sink in more, more rather than me jabbering on here for a half hour and say, any questions? Because um, two things happen with that. One is that uh, you forget some of the stuff that I was jabbering on. And the second is uh, lights, you know, s- slides on, lights off, go to sleep, which happens to medical students for generations. So. I've, far too much experience with that behavior, both teaching and being the medical student going to sleep. Um, That's obviously not our idea. So what we're going to do then is basically a meditation practice, target about 15 minutes. Um, And these are the basics. (coughs) By the way, just for for my own kind of thought, People who have a, an active meditation practice a couple times a week or more. Okay. Anybody really new to this? Okay. All right. The, the, the basic idea about meditation to get started is just to be where you are right now, right here. And, most, and, and so we start with that very important statement of relax. Uh, there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. Your, own, your, your basic import at this moment is to be on the chair, uh, on the cushion, standing, just being, with your, just being with your awareness right at that moment. The second is to take up a posture 
that is comfortable and alert. The idea is sort of a, a king or a nobly born uh, individual sitting on their throne. You have a right to be here, you're a human being. You're halfway between the angels and dirt. And so you, get, you, you have, you have the, the rights and the responsibilities of that position. And so let your posture reflect that sort of inner sense. Um, the third thing is simple goodwill towards yourself. Most people, when they start meditation practice, are terribly unforgiving. They're worse than their parents would ever have been. You were a bad boy. Oh, you were a bad meditator. Wah, wah, wah. You know, you fall off. Really having goodwill toward you're trying to do something that your rest, the entire rest of your life is trying to keep you from doing. So you're completely changing your behavior for this period of time from the normal, the normal environment. And so simple goodwill towards yourself is an incredibly important thing. Even if you have a meditation practice that goes back two decades and you've been doing it every, every day. Each time you sit, it's a new experience. Each time you sit, this is an important thing to take in. Awareness of your body. There's a really neat book by Antonio Damasio called The Feeling of What Happens. And it turns out that the first point where, uh, where awareness and some sort of sense of, of me as a functioning individual shows up is actually the gut sense of emotion. And there's good, solid an, uh, uh, anatomic and physiologic data to support that. So grounding in the body actually grounds you in your, in your brain grounds you in yourself, grounds you in your being interacting with the environment. Because that, that sense of what is my body doing right now is actually going to tell you what's going on. We will oftentimes anatomically, we will oftentimes uh, experientially pick up the, um, an emotional sense by how we feel internally. I think that's possibly the basis of some of the transference, counter-transference issues in therapy. But you'll get an inner sense before you name it. And so grounding in the body, awareness of the body, is an incredibly important basis for meditative practice. Focus on something to steady your attention is going to be something we're going to be trying to do most of the day. This is a, a, a day that really sort of concentrates on the, the, the tool of, of attention. Um, the, the image in uh, uh, of, in Tibetan Buddhism of the bluish jewel within the heart of the pinkish-orange-yellow uh, lotus. The orange-yellow lotus is the heart, the jewel is the mind. And so attention is that clear, uh, uh, directly seeing jewel that we will be trying to, to practice and bring into some level of proficiency. And then the second thing, accepting whatever passes through awareness, not resisting it, not chasing it. Um, that, that actually is sort of a restatement of the, um, uh, the, the third and fourth noble truths of you know, there's a cure for suffering and there's a path to doing it, and it is to not cling to anything, to not push it away, to not, to not grab onto it. So that, that particular piece of just accepting what's passing through your mind, very key. And then, and then, then finally, gently sent, uh, settling into a sense of peaceful well-being. Um, very difficult to, pr to practice if there's a saber-toothed tiger in the chair behind you. Uh, well, that's not the case here. You know, this, is, this, is, this is a sangha. 
This is a, a group of people who have your well-being at their hearts or they wouldn't be here. And that, that in one, in one of the things I think for all of us who've ever practiced alone or together, uh, practicing together, we are after all a, a species that likes to be in groups. Practicing together enhances the intensity and the strength and our abilities to participate and be, and be in the meditation practice. So these basic principles, um, I, would, I will want you to kind of take to heart and sort of establish that as the ground on which things happen. So diving in. So these, this is actually going to be the outline for the, um, the, the guided meditation. So let's, you don't have to write it down um, because it, it'll, be on the, it'll be on the slide set and uh, hopefully I'll run you through it enough that it'll be part of your experience. And I'll reference as to what all of these are about when we get on the other side. So, take up your seat. Bring yourself into a position of relaxed awareness. Feeling the body on the chair, on the cushion. And letting yourself settle in. Letting yourself get quiet for this period of time. Take a moment to let go. To let go of all the busyness and stress of getting here on time. Let go of the driving, let go of the rushing, the walking, the choice of chair. Let go of the unread emails. All that business, not here, not now, not necessary. Bring your attention to the breath. And there's a way to bring your attention to the breath. Let yourself take a deeper breath than normal. Breathing all the way down into the bottom of the belly. Letting the air sink all the way down into the base of your, of your belly. Letting the belly go soft around the air. And then letting the air out in a long exhale. <coughs> letting go. Another breath. 
deep into the bottom of the belly. Letting it go. And now, in your mind, as you stay with the breath and the experience of the breath, just letting the breath happen, experiencing the inhales, the pauses, the exhales. For a few breaths, allow your mind to set an intention for this period of practice. Maybe a simple intention. May I stay with the breath for the entire time. I be concentrated. May I be awake. May I be aware. Whatever works for you. Whatever seems to arise at this moment as the attention as the intention that is grabbing your attention. And now, with your mind gently holding that intention, let your body further relax. Using each exhale to go more deeply more comfortably, more happily into a deep state of gentle, relaxed awareness.
just being in this body right now, awake and at rest. And in this state of relaxation, see if you can find a sense of how you're being held by those around you. Feeling cared for, supported in what you're doing right now. by those in front of you, and to the side, and behind you. And see if you can also feel how you in turn are caring for and comforting them. <coughs> See also how you are caring and comforting yourself. That's sometimes the hardest thing to know. But just in being here, you are doing that. Let yourself feel the, the joy and honor and the integrity of that practice and how all the members of the Sangha here today and yourself are doing it. as you sit in the caring and compassion, begin to be aware of some sense of safety. 
a diminution, a lessening of the fear that we habitually live with. Not here, not now, <coughs> not necessary. sense of feeling safe on this chair, on this cushion, in this moment. Growing from, growing from the intention and grounded in the relaxation supported by the caring and compassion and infused with the safety perhaps you can allow positive sense of emotion to arise, joy, happiness, peacefulness, equanimity, balance. To the extent that that's part of your experience, Allow that to foster, allow that to grow. just be a wisp of pleasure, it may be a flood of ecstasy, whatever is true for you is okay. Let it be.
And now for the last part of the exercise. I want you to feel how the relaxation, the caring, the safety, and the positive emotions feel in every part of your body. Start at the top of your head. And what is it like right now at the roots of your hair? And gradually go down through the skull and the brain and the ears and the jaw and the neck. Feeling as you go what the sensations that arose during this meditation feel like in each part. The neck, the shoulders, the arms, the wrists, each one of your fingers, your ribs, heart, lungs, your esophagus and stomach and intestines. What is it like inside to have this experience? Deep into the belly, into the pelvis, into the genitals, the thighs, the knees, the ankles and toes. And to the extent that you can, feel the benefits of this practice sink into all these parts of your body. And feel the benefits of this practice sink into your entire body as a whole. All of it at one time. Thank yourself, thank your body for the experience of that practice.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.